Ladies and gentlemen, non-binary persons, Mary-Kate and Ashley, the audio presentation you are about to enjoy discusses casinos and gambling. We do not recommend gambling with money you cannot afford to lose or that is needed to pay bills. If you have a gambling problem, contact your problem gambling hotline. If you do not know how to contact your problem gambling hotline, send an email to help at casinocombat.com. We will find that number for you and provide it to you. Our host's past performances are not indicative of anyone's future results, including his own. All materials presented here are based on actual facts. Names and dates are changed to protect the innocent and the guilty. Some events unrelated to outcomes may be omitted in the interest of brevity and clarity. It is, it's me, it's TRG, the rambling gambler. I'm just a lost soul swimming in a fishbowl year after year. I'm glad you're here. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 110 of our Casino Combat Podcast. If this is your first time, thanks for giving us a chance. If this is your next time, welcome back and thank you very, very much. I guess uh, let's do the battle plan for the episode first. I met a new squad mate this week, WWJD, what would John do? It seems his friends call him that because they think he makes the best decisions in a casino. All right, that's a good resume. That's a good place to start. And I recognize that feeling, I do, of of people thinking that that's true about you. WWJD sent a a question, a rumor about a question, and I'm going to do a questions my sons ask segment to respond to that rumor. After that, we are going to share a moment of casino wisdom, and this is a big moment of casino wisdom segment, a truly momentous event. We have crossed the proverbial Rubicon, if you will. I ramble. When I started the podcast, I had all kinds of ideas for things that might happen, that could happen, big impossible things that just might happen if I was very, very lucky. Like, people would care enough to listen, and you did. And I wondered, would anyone listen and realize there were games in the podcast? An Inner Circle member, Golden Fan, first to the ring, did realize that. And many of you decided to play after that and play along. Would anyone... Nope. No, I'll tell you what. I'll finish that thought when we have our moment of casino wisdom. I'll I'll finish that out. But we're going to have a moment of casino wisdom and a truly significant what-if has happened. After that, I'm going to do a results segment and look through a couple of weeks of gambling. Finally, I have an amazing guest in the virtual VIP lounge, an authority on the rumor that we are going to discuss in the question segment. Someone who works for my local casino. Someone who has agreed to answer some questions I have always wanted to ask. There we go. That should keep us busy. That's a pretty busy battle plan. Before we dig in, the Legends of Lehigh are MIA at the moment, but our squad is busy out there in the Casino Combat Galaxy. First up, most important, WWJD. You remember WWJD, right? From like three minutes ago? Yeah, that WWJD who makes great casino decisions. Well, WWJD is our newest member of the Excelsior Brigade. Congratulations, congratulations. If you would like to join John, all you need to do is figure out the real-world name of my home casino, Casino 2, and email that to me and get it right in three tries or less using the descriptions in the podcast, and you can become a member of the Excelsior Brigade as well. Welcome again, WWJD. In other news, I got an email from a squad mate recently. In this case, I'm just 
I'm going to use my power to change names and dates to protect the innocent and the guilty to not put any names on this at all. The best name I can put on this is no name. Because this is really important stuff, and it's really nobody's business but his and mine, and I'm going to share it with you, but I'm going to share it with you and protect the other person along the way. Bottom line, our squad mate had gambled for the quarter, not the table or the day. Our squad mate had followed the core concepts and had a long string of losing blackjack tables to finish and make the quarter a losing quarter. A quarter that comps and gifts are not going to make up the difference in. And since my thoughts were requested on the e- in the email, I said, let's take a couple of weeks off, let the quarter expire, let's start the new quarter before you go to the casino, let's start by going over bankroll, wager selection, entrance and exit points, let's really put together a plan of attack with the bankroll that exists to, to go into the new quarter strong and to go in with a good plan that we've both gone over together and, and feel good about. Nothing brilliant there for me. Nothing brilliant there for me at all. Nothing worth reporting out to you folks in the Casino Combat Galaxy. The brilliance and intelligence here comes back from our squad mate, who said, and I'm paraphrasing here, I'm up for anything that may help, and appreciate that you are taking the time that you are to help me. Not many other groups of gamblers do that, or groups of people in general. If you're not keeping up with the status quo, then they kick you out. I've seen it a number of times. By the way, Don't think I'm going to get mad at you for me not being able to do the things you do. I take full responsibility for the money I've lost and spent in the process. I'm an adult, and I could have just as easily lost and spent that money somewhere else on any other hobbies I have. It's not money I use to pay bills. So much wisdom there. So, so, so much wisdom there in so, so many ways. And so much that I want to comment on. Notice that there's no ent. And apostrophe T energy, no ent energy in what was sent back to me in the email. No can't, no won't. All we have here is ins. Trying, learning, and smart enough to, to understand that no matter what, each of us has got to take responsibility for what we do. We've got to take responsibility for the choices we make. Just just so much that's that's brilliant there. As you know, I can get bummed out about ents. I could walk away from an ent. I could. I could walk away from someone who wants to blame me and say, it won't work, it don't work, I can't do it. I I could get bummed out about that, but I'm never walking away from an in. Anyone still trying and learning, I'm going to try to help. I'm going to do what I can. I'm going to point them to resources. I'm going to point them to other voices. And I'm often concerned, and I'm going sideways here, and maybe I'm doing a bit of a disclaimer, but I'm often concerned that I may take the military metaphors that are intended to entertain too, saw, too far as someone who didn't serve. We have inner circle members. We have keeper of wisdom. We have leatherneck hustler. They're true heroes. They really served. And I'm grateful for their service. I am grateful for their service. I don't want anything here in this silly, dopey little podcast to come across as stolen valor. I really don't. I'm very aware of that. That said, as it relates to this podcast and to gambling, and only to this podcast and to gambling, if I'm the standard bearer, If I'm the guy behind the microphone, we are not leaving anyone behind. Look, I know from experience how hard this is to do alone. It took a lot of work and a lot of things going right for us to all find each other. This isn't Hotel California. You can leave whenever you like. But we are not kicking people out just because they're struggling. We're just not. Following that thought, we have a new addition of note to the Casino Combat Squad Facebook group. If you have not joined us there, I encourage you. I encourage you to go join us and find us. 
There is a lot of good content and information being exchanged in the Facebook group. And that is content generated by a variety of people, not particularly by me. Billy's got that on lock. Occasionally he sends me some things and asks for my thoughts and I'll send him my thoughts and he'll post them with my name on them. Uh, I see a lot of it. I'm involved with a lot of it. Uh, but really, Billy and a lot of our other squad mates, a lot of Inner Circle members, a lot of Excelsior Brigade members are there putting out content in the form of trip reports and ideas and thoughts and strategies. It's a great group, and we have a great new addition. I'm going to paraphrase a great deal here, because all of this is public within the Facebook group, and I want to share it with everybody. And there are some things here that I want to carry forward from what I was just saying. This new member of the Facebook group wanted to thank us for adding him to the group. He just recently found the podcast and realized that for the past three years, he had been a casino combatant. He'd been a member of our squad, and he hadn't even known about the podcast. He's a bubble craps player, sometimes bets on some sports that he knows a little bit, and he had figured out on his own many of the same techniques I've talked about here. One of his wisdoms is, don't quit your day job because you need something to do when you are not winning. (laughs) That is that is certainly a casino wisdom in so many ways. Our new listener mentioned in his post that he doesn't share results about or he doesn't share results with many people besides family and friends because no one believes him. And again, I know that feeling, that kind of sad smirk you get when you're telling someone the truth and the other party thinks they're just humoring you and pretending to agree with you and they're sure that you're either lying to them or lying to yourself. That, that feeling, that feeling of being unique and alone and then maybe doubting yourself. I, I know that. And let's be clear. What we have here is overwhelming evidence that I did not do anything unique in figuring out how to win. In fact, our newest group member said he took 10 years off of gambling to just practice, practice, and practice some more until he figured out a better, boring way to play and win. And like me, he thought he was walking that whole path by himself, that he was alone. And I get that feeling that I did it, followed by, did I do it? Maybe I didn't. Am I the only one? Am I fooling myself? The idea that you can be a casino combatant without ever hearing the podcast illustrates this important idea. It's not that we walk these trails alone. It's just that the trail's really, really long and really, really hard. We are all spread out. It's easy to get lost. It's easy to take a wrong turn. Yelling couldn't work. We were too far apart. Anchor FM allowed me to put little speakers all up and down that very long trail just to see if anyone else was out there. Slowly, we are finding and helping each other. Speaking just for myself, it feels damn good not to be alone anymore. Okay, enough sappy old man stuff. You're updated on the squad. Let's do questions my sons ask. What? 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 My sons ask questions about gambling. Listeners ask questions about gambling. Today's question comes from WWJD. You remember WWJD? He was in the first segment. He just joined the Excelsior Brigade. Yeah, that WWJD. And his prompt, his question was, I have a rumor that is floating around my local casino and wanted to get your thoughts. People are saying that if a casino realizes you are a consistent winner, then you will not receive as good a comps as a person that is a consistent loser and plays with the same average bet and same time roll. Great question. Great rumor. Very easy to believe this, right? Comp systems feel really random. Gabriel 
and I constantly are trying to figure out how the local system works by comparing our comps. Mrs. TRG is driven nuts by why she gets different comps than me. It's easy to understand how this rumor gets started. It's easy to understand why people think this way. That said, everything I know, everything every Casino Coast has ever told me, Everything my guest in the virtual VIP lounge a few weeks ago told us says that winning or losing does not matter. It's just time on game, average amount wagered, house advantage on the wager. That's it. Nothing else. But it's easy to believe that losers get more than winners if you are winning and then your comps randomly go down. And I'm going to be fully honest. While all of that is true, I'm going to suggest that in some ways, the opposite of the rumor actually happens. And let me illustrate. At this point, all the dealers and pit bosses on the afternoon shift at my local casino know me. Many of them have known me for 10 plus years. We all show up for work at the same time every day and talk as we work. They know with a high degree of certainty that I can do what I claim. And they are very clear about the fact that I am somewhat unique in that regard. The other day, a pit boss asked, how's your month? We got you pretty good last week. And I said, you did. I'll see how the month goes. I'm probably due. We will see. And the dealer chimed in, well, it shouldn't matter. End of last month, you absolutely crushed my table in high limit. At which the pit boss said, oh, that's right. Never mind. Well, they're different months. So his question was still valid. What does that have to do with anything? What does it have to do with the question? What does it have to do with the rumor? How does that help you? I think it may help me in this way. And if it helps me, maybe it helps all of you. See, they all know me. They know how I play. If a pit boss sees a random person's first bet is $10, then maybe they put in an average bet size of $13 or $14 and walk away. And if that person doesn't play very long, that number never changes. If a pit boss who knows me sees my first bet is $10, this is fiction for illustration, but if he sees my first bet is $10, he knows me. He knows it will be a much bigger wager as I play, as conditions occur. I'd guess he probably puts me in at like $40 from that experience. He knows I often play higher than my initial bet over a session and uses a number to match what he knows about me. So what happens if things go well? What happens if I don't have to use the Meta Martingale? I may never get to... A, a, a bet bigger than two units. In this illustration, I maybe never get to a bet bigger than $20. But I'll get credit and thus comps for a level of play I didn't reach on this particular day just because they know me and they have a sense of how I play. They know because I'm there for work every day with them and they know I win and they know how I win. The promotions department that does the comps doesn't know that when they generate my comps at the end of the month. And in this case, being a known winner may actually work to my advantage by creating an illusion in some cases that I've bet higher than I have. That said, you do not have to take my word for it. I have an expert on this topic joining me as a guest in the virtual VIP lounge, and we're going to talk through all of this from that point of view. We will get to that in a bit as we wrap up this episode. So let's head that direction. Let's share a moment of Casino Wisdom. As I said to start things out, we have had a Rubicon moment, an evolution of the podcast, a welcome change in the squad, something I only pondered might ever, ever, ever pop 
possibly happen. Someone opened the book of Casino Wisdom, read the book, considered the words, and found a different interpretation of a wisdom. And just as wise people can debate the meaning of Ezekiel 37 verses 1 through 14, finally, we can debate the proper application of a casino wisdom. Finally, someone has stepped forward and said, TRG, I think there's another interpretation to this wisdom. I think there's another way to go about this. And before I go on, let me throw in a disclaimer. You know I love a good disclaimer. I'm sitting here talking into the air about text messages that occurred over a number of hours or days with another listener. And I'm doing this from memory. I'm sharing my impression of it. There are two versions of this story at minimum. There is my version and there is his version because we both experience it differently. Also, I'm trying to entertain, educate, and inform. If our versions of this story differ a bit, that's okay. That's not a big deal. As I said, one person stepped forward. One person was first. That person is an inner circle member. That person was fourth to the ring. That one person is East Coast Emissary, a podcast contributor, a thinker of great thoughts, a reliable companion on this lonely road. Now, how did this happen? And I'll get to the wisdom in a minute, but how did this happen? It happened easily enough. A simple question, really. ECE sent me a text and said, how do you feel about adding money to another player's bet when they don't have the chips to finish a double at a blackjack table? Well, instantly, I think of casino wisdom number 70. Don't loan money to or borrow money from strangers in a casino. Casino wisdoms combine knowledge about casinos and how gamblers act in casinos with an action to be taken in certain situations. One application of this wisdom is not to do the very thing ECE was asking about. This isn't good. This needs to be sorted out. I need to TRG this thing and, and get this all set, right? We, we've got to do this properly. We've got, we got to fix this. So I texted back, I don't do it. We have a casino wisdom that says not to. They may not give your money back. It's technically theirs when they add the chips to the bet. I've seen people give the chips back, but not the winnings. It's a drama trap. I stay out of it. I don't need the drama, blah, 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 TRG all over that thing. At this point, perhaps without realizing it, ECE starts teaching. He brushed my application of the wisdom aside. Sure, sure, sure. You set the, teams, the terms first. You get the money and anything it wins back. Sure, it's easy. You just make sure that's understood. But this is a low-risk, high-reward situation, ECE teaches me. You can get additional money into the game in a player-advantage situation without taking the risk of the initial wager. I always want to find ways to do that, ECE says. And we talked back and forth for a while. We texted, not words. Words, but words in writing. <laughs> Bottom line, ECE is right. He's 100% right. In this case, Blackjack, with a hand that is a player player's advantage double. Let's say a player's 10 versus a dealer's 6. And another player is going to allow you to have part of that action on the double you should remember wisdom, casino wisdom number 70, but it should just remind you, in this case, to agree to terms before you make the loan. ECE is absolutely right. It is in your strong interest as a player to be involved with that bet. ECE was right. ECE crossed the Rubicon. ECE decided, I'm going to step up and I'm going to interpret this casino wisdom differently and now we can debate whether differently is better or not better. But as I've said on other topics and other things, 
I think once again, East Coast Emissary, Inner Circle member, fourth to the ring, is absolutely right. This is a good bet to make. We have to remember our wisdoms. We we have to apply them. But in this case, we just have to say, I get my money and anything I win back, right? Right. Okay, cool. Thank you. Appreciate the opportunity. Appreciate you sharing this situation with me. Thank you, ECE, for bringing another point of view to this wisdom. An educated and erudite point of view. The evolution of our squad continues. I have the honor of being the voice most heard, but more and more other minds are contributing to our education. All right, we will have a result segment coming up next. Every time I start a new month, that first day, all the zeros, it's tough. And that's what we're doing here. We're starting the month of March, 2023. And, and you look at those zeros and you, and you, there's an aspect of just get up, go to work. Let's get this started in the back of my mind. It's like, yeah, but boy, a negative here. And, and then I'm, I'm off to a rough start. If by chance, uh, this is your first time and this is your first episode. Let me, let me explain this a bit. I do segments here where I share results so you can evaluate how well what we discuss works. If you don't know results, why would you try this? I also like a bit of privacy. So I share my results in days pay amount. For the most part, if I'm home and it's a work day, a Monday through a Friday, I'm putting in time at one or more of the local casinos, one or more of the casinos in the area. And they are giving me comps of some type on almost every visit. I plan around my promotions, free slot play, free bets, free food, free small appliances, luggage, handbags, etc., etc., etc. That's just a wonderful part of the casino lifestyle. I grab as much of that stuff as I can with every visit. Early episodes have a great deal of detail about that. If this is your first time and you really want to understand that process, I encourage you to listen to some of those early episodes where my life was less busy, where I had less casino visits because of all the restrictions, and I was able to go through things in great detail. Casino visits are so common now that I don't do all of the details for all of the comps anymore. It would be boring for listeners at this point. It's boring for me each day in the best of ways. When you reach the point where you're kind of bored by the fact that they're just giving you gift cards for your local stores and things that you need, that that's a good thing. But I am not interested in boring people that are generous enough to take their time and listen. So as I start this two-week period, as I look at the results for these two weeks, things started well enough. Several winning days, a tier three losing day, but several more winning days after that. A normal start. Money's being made. Many choices are being, small choices are being made about what to do with the winnings. And then we get to the educational part. Let's call this two bad days and a bad hand. On the first fine, fine Friday of the month, Mrs. TRG has the day off work and some things to do in the morning. And as she's getting ready to go do those things, she asks what my schedule is. And she asked if she could go to work with me in the afternoon. And I said, sure, it can be take your wife to work day. That sounds fun. Hopefully I won't bore you. And this is something we are working through as a couple. It will be important after she retires. She sees casinos as fun. No matter how much I say I'm going to work, she thinks it's a joke. And she just perceives it as I'm just going to have fun. And certainly it is fun. Winning is fun. But it's really not a joke. It really is, I'm going to work. I like traveling with my life, with my wife to casinos. I like living that casino lifestyle. And when we're traveling, we find a good balance between me making money and us having fun. Locally, it, it can be a bit awkward from time to time. There can be some navigational choices to be made. And let me illustrate that for you now. We head off to Take Your Wife to Work Day. 
and we first stop at the horse track with the slot machines because I have a small amount of slot of free slot play there. And it's kind of on the way. It's a little bit out of the way, but not much. It's not as convenient as when I'm at the customer, but I hate to not catch this when I'm already most of the way there. So we play the free play, and on about the fourth spin, a whole bunch of Heidi's show up on the screen, and we get lots of free spins, spin after spin. In the end, our small amount of free play is well over a day's pay. And I think that in most situations, I'd have been done. A few dollars of free slot play turned into more than a day's pay in cash in just a few minutes. The month's off to a great start now. Really a solid addition, and and I'm really sitting good at this point for the month. But my wife just rode in the car for 30 minutes and had done nothing but walk into the casino and watch me press a button a few times. It didn't seem fair to her. She thought we were going to the real casino, that she was going to play blackjack. She'd grabbed her handbag. She'd put on her rings. She was ready to go have fun and gamble. I have a free bet there. It's 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 a good month at this point. It's an okay month so far. Sure, we head to the full-service casino. And after a long struggle, I take a Tier 3 loss. A bad day. Even with the slot win, most of the wins for the month at that point are wiped out. Take your wife to work day was not super fun. But I'm a professional. It happened. Things do happen. It's early in the month. I'm sure we'll work it out. I'm sure it'll be fine. I take the weekend off. Monday, I'm back at work. Quick win. Easy, simple. The next day, things are off to a good start. I have most of a day's pay win. I'm trying to decide, should I stay or should I go now? And I spot Trucker Mike. And I have not seen Trucker Mike since we ran into him by accident in Atlantic City over the summer. And that decides it. I've got to sit down and play with Trucker Mike. And you may recall the last time I played with Trucker Mike, he recommended that a young lady make the Lucky Sevens side bet on a table we were playing, and she did, and she won $1,000, and she shared some of it with everyone at the table. Well, we were at a Lucky Sevens table, and Mike comments that we should probably make the seven side bet. It's only $5, so I humor him, I make the bet, and I get paid a small amount on it. And I remarked, this is turning out just like Atlantic City, and we reminisce a bit. Another person wins something on a seven, and I stop making the bet. I'd won more, and I made a couple bets. I've won one. Why push it? It's not a good bet. It's not a good bet at all. Next hand, two people get paid on lucky sevens again. And I would have gotten paid as well, and I wouldn't have gotten a thousand, but I've gotten hundreds. But I'd stop making the bet. As I said, I'd won the first time, and I wanted to keep part of that win. I didn't want to gamble it all back. And Trucker Mike remarks that I should have kept playing. And I say, yeah, well, I thought. And then he takes me to school. He just whispered three words. I've been counting. Light bulb. I get it. Mike wasn't randomly lucky to call the sevens in AC. Mike wasn't just lucky at that particular moment on that particular day. Mike not only had been using an advantage play technique on the side bet by counting the number of sevens exposed, he'd been telling me in code the whole time, and he thought I understood it. I'm an idiot. Eventually, Mike took his profits and left. And I had lost enough of my early, almost a day's pay win that I needed to continue playing. And eventually, I finished with a tier three loss instead of a small win. I was back to trying to recover again. That's another bad day. That's bad day two. The rest of the week went well. Mrs. TRG went to a play with friends on Saturday, so I actually worked an extra shift to continue to recover from two tier three losses in a very short period of time. And that's how I saw it. 
my wife said, oh, what are you going to do? Because she's leaving at like four o'clock, right? Four o'clock on a Saturday. She's leaving to go see a play. She's going to go have dinner. Then they're going to go do this preview thing to explain what the play is about. They're going to see the play. She's going to be gone for a while. She's like, well, what are you going to do? And I said, you know, I called the boss down at the casino. He said I could come in and pick up an extra shift. I'm going to go work an extra shift. And I did. And I'd kind of gotten things back on track with that working an extra shift. Now, Mrs. Pierre has President's Day off. And so we went on Sunday before President's Day. We went the two and a half hours west and north to a comp stay at that very nice MGM property. And we had a great evening, had some great room service. Mrs. TRG won a little money to start things out. I got off to a good start. Things were going pretty well. Took some lumps. Recovered a little bit. We're just having a great time. And as things get later and later, Mrs. TRG uh, takes some takes some uh, some of a loss that she doesn't like and decides she's going to go play some slots. And she reminds me, it's kind of time we need to ra- wrap up. We need to drive home the next day. I say to her, that's fine. I'm I'm kind of at tier three here. I just need to wrap this up. I'll, I'll wrap it up and come find you. Now I had chips in the wind stack. Everything's all looking okay, but I lose multiple hands in a row, including a double and start to recover. And I end up with that on the regressive side, three unit bet. And this is the win. If you don't win this, you're done. That's the way this kind of bet has structured itself. I've got to win this one. If I'd lost, I'd only had four units in my play stack, not enough to make another three unit wager and I'd have had three units in the wind stack, and given the time of night and the beverages that I'd consumed, I'd have taken a three-unit loss for tier three, still had, uh, so a total of seven units I'd have walked from the table with, still had a profit for the evening from wins earlier in the evening, things would have been fine, even if I'd taken that three-unit loss and walked with seven units. I'd get a pair of nines against the dealer's five, split, another nine, split. That's three tier three wagers of three units. My play and my win stack combined are now just one unit. A 10 on the first hand, 19. All right, here we go. A nine on the next hand, a split again. Pulling chips previously won out of my pocket. A two on the second hand. Well, that's a double. More chips out of pocket, but I get an eight. Okay, 19 again. A nine on the third hand, split. More chips, a 10 and a 10. Five wagers, including the double. All are three units at the tier three of the Meta Martingale. This is a lot of money. They're all 19s. I'm feeling pretty good about this. This is the hand that's going to finish the night one way or the other. And it looks really good. It's going to fix a rough start to the month. And the dealer draws a four card 20. That's a bad hand. Bad day, bad day, a bad hand. Two bad days and a bad t- hand. And I'm negative a few days pay for the month at that moment in time. Comps and gifts would make it up, not to the middle of the month yet. I managed to get almost back to even in the couple days to finish the first two weeks to only be down about a day's pay, a little less than a day's pay for this reporting period. The one bad hand I can't do anything about. They happen. They're not bothering me. More often than not, those hands go my way. That's what the math says. Sometimes they don't. That's okay. I don't feel bad. I'm not worrying about that bad hand. Not, maybe worry is not the right word. It's just, it's not stuck in my brain and it's not bugging me. But those two bad days, they do. They, they sting. It's hard not to say, what if? What if Mrs. TRG had been at work instead of coming to work with me, right? What if I had just gone down to the casino with her at that point and instead 
of diving right in and treating it like any other normal work day what, and ignoring all the things that had happened prior, what if I had just played a little bubble craps? Hung out having drinks while she played, something I don't do as much of, right? I just had three, four, five drinks while she was playing and then let her drive me home. What if? That's a, a three or four day swing right there in that one set of what ifs. What if I hadn't seen Trucker Mike and sat down? I was inclined to leave since I was in recovery mode from previous losses. I was inclined to just leave a bit short of my goal before I spotted him. What if I had been smart enough to realize what he thought I understood and had gotten paid on the sevens that I missed? What if, what if, what if, what if? These are not fun segments to do. And they are probably the most important segments that I can do. The month is still fixable. The long winning streak of many, many, many months could still be extended. If not, it's okay. I'll work through it. Big picturely, I mentally know that it doesn't matter. That doesn't mean emotionally it doesn't hurt a bit. Those are emotions to be understood and controlled, not acted on. Two bad days and a bad hand can ruin a month. At the same time, at the same time, this illustrates how a few reasonable but random choices impact things, no matter how skilled we are. No matter how well we plan, random happens. Good results or bad results, you hear the results because ultimately that's what this is all about. I have a great guest in the virtual VIP lounge, an amazing guest, one of the most interesting guests I've ever had. This should be really fun. Let's go. A little bit of the bubbly. Welcome to the most must listen to segment in casino lifestyle podcasting, the Casino Combat Virtual VIP Lounge, and our lounge is open. We have the best virtual everything virtually all the time. We have installed the virtual on-demand pizza-making robot in the buffet line along with the virtual everything else. Help yourself virtually to whatever you would like from the buffet, from the bar. If you can, press pause, pour yourself something, join me in a virtual VIP lounge drink, I'm having a small pour of effing blood orange vodka today. This stuff is delicious. It's also very, very dangerous. I know two or three people, including some very good friends, that thought it was wonderful, thought it was delicious, and then realized on a couple of occasions that they intended to have a couple and woke up and most of the bottle was gone and they stopped making sure that was available to themselves. And that is also wisdom. But this stuff is delicious. It's a very small pour, about an ounce. And just like the rumor going around, WWJD's Casino? You remember WWJD, right? He's been in the entire episode. Oh, you do remember. Okay, good. Well, the rumor going around his casino is often a thought in my head. I've often wanted to have a conversation with the algorithm that determines comps and really get questions answered. I talked to some people at my local casino pulled a few strings, did a bit of IT stuff, and we have a very special guest today in the virtual VIP lounge, All Glory and Rhythm, the AI algorithm that runs the comp system at my local casino. Welcome. I've always wanted to talk to you. Can I call you Glory? You can call me Glory. I am glorious. Thanks for having me. I do hand out the monthly comps. Are you going to try and bribe me? No, no. No bribes. You just confuse me. You seem so random. Why did you reduce my gift card by 50% this month? Why did you go to Casino 2 for the weekend? Well, I mean, they comped me a room. You don't comp me rooms. Because you hang out with Casino 2 on the weekends. Okay, but you reduced my free play this month too. I could say... 
Don't say casino too. All right, all right. Why should I give you free play? You come in and take our money without it. So that's a sign of respect? I'm an algorithm. I don't do respect. I do math. Oh, okay. But I feel disrespected. I feel like I should get comped for my amount of play. I'm an algorithm. I don't do feelings. I do math. But doesn't the math say I show up Monday through Friday and play the same way all the time? It does. You are so predictable. Until you are not, and you are off to Atlantic City for a week. But really, isn't that the point? Comps or no comps, you show up when it suits you. It's always about you. Well, Glory, you're an algorithm. Shouldn't it be about the math? It is. In the end, you get what the math says you get. Sometimes I don't like it. Sometimes you don't like it. So we are both annoyed? I am an algorithm. I don't get annoyed. I know. You do math. Are we good? <sighs> we are good, TRG. If you don't like your comps, it's just math. It's not personal. Bye, Glory. This was fun. Thank you very much. Stop back anytime. There you have it. Directly from Glory herself. Directly from the algorithm. Thanks to a little podcast wizardry. The math is the math. Winning or losing does not matter. It doesn't determine how you get comped. I hope you had fun with that. On a more serious note, I can't say thank you enough to stage actress and author Julia Tavardiskaya for taking the time out of her very busy schedule to be our voice actress today. She certainly did a wonderful job of bringing Glory to life. Her book is called Identifiable. It is amazing. It is a book that looks into the future, that looks at how technology could impact us, could impact the raising of children. It's a very thought-provoking book. We have added it to the TRG Recommends section of the website. If, if you like fiction, if you're a reader, if you want something that's uh, kind of in that science fiction category that's going to really make you think about the direction of society, I can't recommend the book Identifiable enough. Please tip your waitresses, tip your bartenders, tip your dealers. If you have a host, tip your host. Don't tip away your wins. I've spoken. Everything you heard here is true from a certain point of view. In 10 years, we might find out I was wrong about all of this. It's time for leaving, and I hope you understand I was born a rambling man. Love it, hate it, it don't matter. Please share with your family and friends. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for listening. Stick around for the best part of the podcast.
us and we don't need to go away. We can gamble in Las Vegas. We can gamble in L.A. We can gamble out in Tunica. I mean, we're here to stay. Gambling's propping up the budgets of folks like me and you. You ask any casino manager, he'll say there's nothing he